0: New Year! Welcome back to HR Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show!
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome uh, to the year 2021. I'm JC, the co-host of this ship, bringing you into to the new year been a pleasure 270 something episodes later man you gotta love that trash and we're still going still right. going still going ladies and gentlemen without further ado please welcome the man the myth the legend ricky bias
0: hello world india i'm talking to you you listen to us the most saying they, hi they do they do they do listen to us yeah our friends in Bengaluru. i hope i said that right uh, I and- don't know, but I, I, I immediately got hungry after you said that, because that sounds like a really good dish. <laughs> well, happy New See Year to you. Like, uh,
1: happy New Year to you, Mr. Ricky. How, how, how are you on this fine New Year's Day?
0: You know what? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm setting realistic expectations about how the world is not going to magically turn around as soon as the, the clock struck midnight Eastern Standard Time. Um, Come on. So, yeah,
1: Come on. You're, you're, in the, you're in the magic land of Disney. Like, of course, things magically change like that, right?
0: <laughs> but you know what? Apparently the, the COVID thing magically doesn't exist here. So <laughs> it's, if, it's, if these last five days hasn't been any indicator for those of you who live in the Central Florida area and keep up with local current events, uh, Disney, Universal, both of those parks have shut down. 10 minutes after opening due to capacity issues. Um, C doesn't have that problem. They're still struggling. They're paying people to come by. Oh, really? But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, ever since that blackfish show, man, they've 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 been hurting. They Black, really what are you talking about? What blackfish, blackfish? shows? Yeah. You never seen that blackfish documentary about orcas and no. how they they oh wow.
1: I thought you were oh, you I thought you were heading down a path of racism.
0: No, it is not a path of racism, JC. Holy crap! Uh, no, it's a it's a documentary about orcas in in captivity, and I guess you know it caught it it caught the same momentum as that one poor turtle that had a straw stuck up its nose, and all of a sudden, there's uh, straws are illegal in some places. Same thing, same thing. Next thing you know, SeaWorld attendance completely plummeted. You know, maybe
1: during the winter, SeaWorld heads down a different path, and they become Winter World. And they've got nothing
0: but winter things, right? Because it's cold, you know. Well, it's uh, this year in Lake City. We do have an area called Winter Something Land where you can actually have a snowball fight and snow tube down a hill. In Central Florida, it's amazing. You guys, everything have, is here. I love it.
1: You have everything. You're open for business. You you have winter all year round. It's 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 crazy. We have
0: cities named after winter: Winter Garden, Winter Park, Winter Springs. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's some of the hottest of
0: places in the world too. You know, love it, bro. I love it. Hey, uh, how was your New Year's, man? Uh, uneventful.
1: Took it easy. Had invitations to go see um, some friends and and get together and whatnot, and that it didn't pan out. You know, um, grilled some steaks. In hindsight, yeah. I should have took some videos for the TikTok, but I didn't. I just uh, grilled and had a great time. One was okay. a solid um, medium, a solid medium, like a, a nice pink, warm center, and the other one was more medium rare, bit of a thicker cut. But I got a real good sear on the exterior. Oh my yeah. gosh, it was so good! And That's I was using that uh, Adams rib rub or Adams rub. Face of the franchise, the guy on the cover art of this podcast turned me on to that stuff. Man, so good doesn't matter if it's on meat or or poultry or fish, but I'll tell you what, on the steaks, it is to die for. I rubbed it in. I let it soak for probably about uh, four hours, did a flip, rubbed the other side, and then did it one more time. It it was unbelievable. It was so good.
0: No, I know exactly what you're talking about. He introduced that to us during my bachelor party back uh, about seven years ago. Has
1: it been that long?
0: Yeah, bro. Wow. It's been that long. <laughs> I know. You're getting old. Uh, yeah, we are definitely getting old, brother. Yes, yes. you are. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Wow.
1: Yeah, man. Hey, uh, 2021, ushering in a new dawn, magically at midnight, the world changed. <laughs> 2020 is behind us. If you think about it real quick, though, you have to say to yourself, for the next year, I get to repeat over and over again the 2021 so that's, that's a little disheartening when you think about that. You know, it beat you. <laughs> well, and then the it, year uh, after that, it's 2022, the second coming, you know, and then part three, like we're going to be dealing with this all the way to 2030 at this point, I think. I don't know. Fast and the
0: Furious have multiple parts like that. They, it really did. I was just about to say that. It's like, this is like a Fast and the Furious franchise. We don't know what part is a prequel, a sequel. Uh, side quote. I don't know how these things work, but you know, it's, let me tell you how, how crazy this year has been uh, for me. I mean, I, I know everybody has issues with it, but, uh, but for me, so you know how at the beginning of every year, when you write the date down on paper, you, you tend to forget what year it is. So for like the first three weeks at work, you forget to put in the right year. Yeah. Right. You always put the previous year. So, I've been so excited for this year to be over. Three weeks ago, I started putting in 12-19-21. Oh, no. 12-5-21. So, I started that three weeks ago.
1: Hey, uh, your paychecks will be delayed for about a year. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> They're on their way, you know.
0: Oh, no. They, they are not delayed. i make sure of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of changes, though, and heading out to California. You know, only until now in California – Only employees at companies with 50 workers or more were guaranteed that they could take 12 weeks of leave to care for sick family members and their jobs would be waiting for them afterwards. Hmm. With a new bill that was passed in California, California's Senate Bill 1383, it takes effect January 1st. It officially requires companies with five or more employees to allow them 12 weeks of unpaid job-protected leave to care for a newborn, newly adopted child, or sick family member the same number now available to businesses with 50 or more workers in their state. It expands the definition of family member beyond spouses and children to include grandparents, grandchildren, siblings, and in-laws. This is a new law in effect in California as of today. It also gives OSHA authority to immediately shut down a work site where employees are deemed to be at risk of imminent hazard from the coronavirus or any virus without going through a 30-day administrative process, believe it or not. Uh, workers' compensation laws are changing in California as well. I'm focusing on California right now. A lot going on there with some new employment laws. And and as we know, California is sometimes that beacon for what happens in other states across this country, <laughs> right?
0: Or, or Or a deterrent. Hey, you see what's happening here? Don't do that. It could
1: be that. Remember, we talked about independent contractors, that 24, uh, 2018 California Supreme Court decision uh, known as Dynamex Limited, right? Sure. And then the legislature codified the decision in their AB5 ruling about independent contractors affecting Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Instacart, Postmates. Uh, yeah. they, they were campaigning for certain propositions to exempt their drivers from AB5. Well... Even as these battles raged on, things pressed forward, and um, it—if I'm not mistaken—yeah, no, I—I I don't have the definitive word on that one right here. <laughs> yeah, that was a big lead-up. Uh, it was—it was talking about uh, how that might be coming into effect here on the first. I'm not sure.
0: I will forget California. Leave them alone. Come on, East. Get away from there. Nothing's open. I hear Texas is nice. A lot of people are going to Texas. Texas. A lot of people are going to Texas. (laughs) Yeah, they are.
1: I pulled up a list from the LA times of, uh, some of the new laws that were going into effect. And they had a, a five paragraph piece here talking about AB five, but they never wrap up that piece talking about whether or not AB five is going into effect as of January 1st. I, I think it may be, I don't know. Might, might need a little more research on that one in your world. In the Florida world, what are you facing in the
0: new year here? Yeah, I mean, unemployment, and I'm me that unemployment uh, minimum wage in the state of Florida is going to go up a little bit, um, but the um, effective today, actually. Um, now, the big one is going to be um, at the mid-year, actually a little bit past the mid-year in September. That is when un, um, minimum wage is going to go to 10 something. I forgot what it was. I ain't going to have to look it up. Um, And it's going to go up a dollar, I believe, every September until you hit $15 an hour, which that's something here in Florida we do have to get ready for because that's going to affect the uh, tourism industry. Um, entry-level positions at, at, the, at the theme parks, at hotels. They may not be at that $15 mark. Uh, they should be able to be okay with it. But the small businesses are the ones that are, I think are going to have a hard time with it. Now, that said, they got five years to make it happen. If you can not come up with a really good plan on how to curb that and how to make sure you, you you put that into your budget in five years, then you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be in business, right? Because you got plenty of time to actually move some things around, put some strategies in place. But that's one thing that uh, that uh, we have going on. You know, I was talking to a neighbor yesterday, and we were having a really good conversation about these laws that are coming into effect. Uh, JC, up in uh, Buffalo, um, I'm assuming a school bus when a school bus stops, right? A little stop sign comes out. I'm assuming cars on both uh, on both sides of the road have to stop. Correct? Correct. All right, got it. What's the fine? Do you know what the fine is up there? I think it's like a million dollars in life
1: in jail or something. It's pretty steep.
0: (laughs) That's what it should be. To be honest, that's what it should be. Well, in the state of Florida, effective today, um, that fine is going to go from $200 to $400. So it's being doubled. So although people are saying, all right, that's a great idea. I'm thinking, what kind of a world do we live in that we have to double define to really get people to pay attention, to watch out for kids, right? You would think just the fact that kids are there, you wouldn't have any issues, but no, $200. That wasn't enough. Apparently people uh, uh, still kept doing it, but now it's $400. People are up in arms about it. And I'm thinking the people that are all up in arms about it are the ones who should not be driving out (laughs) in the road. If that's the case. Well, you you, have got a lot of real
1: big roads over there too, you know, like your back street, is like a five-lane highway to some small (laughs) town. It really is. And even though the speed limit's like 35 or 40 miles an hour, it's still five lanes. So if the bus stops all the way on the far right side to let someone off that needs to cross all the way over to the left, it's kind of a logistical nightmare on behalf of the school that they didn't reroute that so that, you know, you're getting off the bus and just walking right off the curb. But, hey, is what it is. But, yeah, they might
0: have to cross five lanes of traffic, right? I know how to curb that right now. Do away with, with uh, school buses and just get military helicopters to go pick up kids as designated areas and landing zones and just have them repel down to the roof of schools. Boom. Done. No more issues. No more kids cri- having to cross the street. Maybe have to, a little bit of training on how to repel down a helicopter, but that's it. That's it. There's only a couple of more trillion dollars added to the budget here in Orange County. <laughs>
1: Arizona, Montana, New Jersey, and South Dakota approved measures legalizing recreational marijuana. New Jersey's Democratic-led legislature and Democratic Governor Phil Murphy are working to set up a legal marketplace to update laws already on the books to decriminalize marijuana possession. Moving over to Oregon, voters made Oregon the first state to decriminalize the possession of small amounts of street drugs, such as cocaine, heroin, and methamphetamine. The Oregon Drug Initiative will allow people arrested with small amounts of hard drugs to avoid going to trial and possibly jail time by paying a $100 fine and attending an addiction recovery program to meet others who enjoy the same narcotics. Colorado will prohibit landlords from refusing to show, rent, or lease housing based on a person's source of income or involvement in the type of contract required to receive public housing assistance. Landlords can still do credit checks, but the act makes it an unfair housing practice unless they're conducting checks for every prospective tenant. Over in New Hampshire, Ricky, there's going to be multiple changes to state laws regarding sexual assault. Starting January 1st, the definition of sexual assault will be expanded to include any sexual contact between school employees and students between the ages of 13 and 18. Huh? Previously, such contact could be considered consensual and not a crime if the student was 16 or 17 years old.
0: Whoa. (laughs) That's in New Hampshire?
1: New Hampshire. Wow. Georgia. Georgia will require an audit starting in 2021 before movies and TV productions are awarded the state's generous tax credit, which allowed the highest subsidies of any state in the United States. The credit, which rebates up to 30% of a production's value, cost nearly $900 million in foregone tax revenue in 2019. As movie and TV production continued to boom in Georgia, they re-examined this. They were highly critical of the tax credit, finding some companies that receive tax credits that did not officially earn them. Heading back over to California, Mr. Baez, California will require companies based there to have at least one onboard director by the end of 2021 who is a racial or sexual minority. With larger numbers required by 2022, companies with 100 or more employees must also start sending information on employees' race, ethnicity, and gender. To the state government of california
0: mm. i'll
1: pause as you wipe your yeah. face and consider what you're saying there go
0: ahead yeah yeah I'm, I, uh, i've got
1: two more for you when you're ready
0: go ahead no it, it, it's 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 just it's needed i can't believe it's needed I'd rather it not be needed because if companies are doing the right thing from the get-go, you get the right leaders in the right places from the beginning, you don't need provisions like that. You don't need uh, laws like that to say, hey, I know all these people here are qualified, but here's another qualifying factor. It's got to be somebody who's minority. Now, here's the thing, right? I know the uh, affirmative action, people think that's what affirmative action does, which is not. But based on what you read, it almost sounds like a quota. I'm sure you were paraphrasing. It's a quote. It almost sounds like that was a quote. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know. Because they're saying you have to have somebody in this section, uh, in this group. And to me, that's a quota. Right? So what if that one person doesn't have the skill set that you need? Are you going to bring somebody else with a lower skill set? So I think it should be more of a process than a quota. But all right, go ahead, Callie. Do your thing. I'm going to stop there because then I get myself in trouble. (laughs) Well, it's a lot to think about. It is a lot to think about. If a company is
1: based there, if the company is based in California, you have to have at least one board director who is racial or sexual
0: minority. I mean, I get that. I get that. Question. Go ahead.
1: In past shows, we were talking a lot about how companies are leaving California in droves, citing that there's issues with the tax base and freedom of movement. Mm -hmm. Do you think that maybe they're moving because they knew this was coming and they didn't want to change their board of directors? I'm not putting a tinfoil hat on. I'm just drawing a correlation between two coincidences That happened to be happening at the exact
0: same time. (laughs) I mean, you know what? Um, It's outside of this year. I would have called it a coincidence. The way the past 12 months have been going. You know what? That sounds just about right. (laughs) It sounds just about right.
1: You will either have to dismantle or expand your board of directors for whatever the reason may be. And and you know what? Maybe there's I mean, there's due cause. It's a very interesting topic that could go very (laughs) deep. And upset a lot of people, no matter which way you talk about
0: this one. It's That's just it, right? People are going to be pissed off anyway. So my position is, at the end of the day, find people in different areas where you normally wouldn't recruit from, right? And then hire the best of the best. But to say just pick this person based on this criteria, I don't think that's good business sense. You said
1: find them, right? Find them wherever yes. you can,
0: like at
1: Circle yes. K or Ralph's when you go shopping, <laughs> right? No, Just find well,
0: you, you never know. Maybe, maybe you were at a Circle K waiting in line to pay for your twisted T next to some guy who's running his mouth, right? And then maybe, maybe you find somebody that really does have the skill set that you're looking for. Then yes, then find them there, <laughs> the, recruit them, and then put them to work. The number
1: one final viral video of 2020 <laughs> rears its head at the start of the new year. That was unbelievable, man. For anyone that hasn't awesome. seen. It, For anyone that hasn't seen it it was inside of a convenience store there was a small line there was one gentleman up at the counter making a big ruckus it appeared on the video as if he was yelling and screaming and distraught about something but he wasn't flailing about too much just yet Behind him in the background were a couple other individuals standing by, silently watching, waiting, and holding in their thoughts. While in the foreground, to the right of the individual, there was another man. Some call him a champion of humanity. He was holding a twisted T in his hand. And as the altercation erupted, he accidentally dropped his twisted tee on the ground. The gentleman that was at the counter turned to the right very quickly. In the snap of a finger, he made the wrong choice. Instead of picking up the can to hand it back to the other gentleman, he tried to kick it. And while he tried to kick it, the gentleman who had dropped it had his hand down there in the way as well. And it wasn't a gentle kick. It looked as if it was something out of the movies. The kick hit the stand holding the candy so hard that it shook. And at that time, the man who picked up the twisted tee, who almost lost his fingers in the altercation due to the kick, brought that twisted tee up to his shoulder, back slightly like Joe Montana.
0: And, I don't know
1: who he is. Right, most people don't now, but that's fine. We're going to stay with it. And he slowly brought that forward. And and as that can moved forward, it stayed in his hand and his arm, moved faster and his hand moved faster. And it kept moving. It kept moving all the way. If you've ever seen a good golf swing, you know you don't <laughs> stop when you hit that ball. You follow through. And the gentleman with the twisted tee in his hand, hit the face of the man who was complaining and he followed through and sent him backwards with finesse with finesse. was great. Maybe this will be a new segment on the show where we deconstruct (laughs) and dissect viral videos in calming tones. Ricky bias back to you.
0: That's why I'm laughing. I'm like, it so did not go that route. But okay, Roger that. That's how you want to go with it. And he kicked, He gently kicked it. No, he did it. It was. They were arguing left and right. And let me tell you, after he, after this guy swung, after this guy swung and hit. I mean, that was one of the nastiest hits I've seen on the internet. And this was at a convenience store. Right? So bad. Dude, I didn't yeah. feel bad. I'm like he deserved it. He he was just going on about saying the n words, saying "hit me, hit me." Oh, right. I didn't even have the
1: audio up. I just I oh, I, you need to listen. I, I saw to the, the video audio. and I saw the guy try to kick it. The other guy like smacked him in the face with a twisted. Oh
0: team. no, I thought he was just joking. No, brother, there's this is a whole other thing. They were arguing. Actually, no, they were not arguing. One guy, the guy who got hit. Um, was talking a lot of smack. I don't know what happened prior to, but the guy who had the uh, the can was calm f- to a point until he just snapped. And then he just, exactly how you said, it was with finesse. He turned back, smacked them so hard. He went down and just like that, JC, that guy who, who swung became the number one marketing advisor for the Twisted Tea Company. Because just like that, <laughs> it's just, put, if you never heard of Twisted T before that oh, video, now. now you know who they now are. You know. Now you know who yeah. they are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And have you seen the TikTok videos on it? They, they are there's hilarious. There's so many. There's
1: so many reproductions <laughs> going on. There was a guy uh, in a convenience store, and he was just walking up to a cooler to grab something. There was a, another gentleman reaching into the cooler. And he said, hey, are you going to hurry up? And he looked back at him. And they kind of gave each other a look. And the guy that was at the cooler just reached in for a twisted tea. He's like, No, I'm good. And he walked (laughs) away. He walked away. That was it.
0: There was one uh, TikTok video of a guy, just a a guy sleeping two in the morning. He hears a noise downstairs. He wakes up, Who's there? And then he goes to his nightstand by a safe, punches in the coat. I'm thinking he's going to pull out a Glock or something. And he pulls out a a can of twisted tea as protection. Oh man, I love it! I love it. All right, you know what? Question for I, you. Question uh-huh. for you.
1: When when you go back to the actual incident, the origin video,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're working at that convenience store, okay. <laughs> now you're you're not the manager. You're just a worker. You're you're the lead person on shift. Maybe you're by yourself. This breaks out in the store. This incident happens. What do you do? As so, per company policy, not it, not street logic,
0: but company policy, you. what would you do? So company policy, if I was the HR advisor for that convenience store, I would say do not try to de-escalate as much as you can verbally. Do not get involved physically. Call 911. Ooh, Let the professionals handle it. Uh, more like a Canadian approach.
1: Gentlemen, please stop. <laughs> sure, eh?
0: I mean, I guess, right? It's what is yeah, all about. Are, Come on now. They are nice people, yes. They're very kind up there. They're they very are very kind. kind. Yes. I love it up there. I do. Yes. Except when you ask for ketchup for fries and they look at you weird because you're Pol- supposed to use Police creativity. pull anyway.
1: you over speeding up there. They said, could you please slow down next time? No, they don't.
0: No, Thanks. they don't. Thanks, eh? <laughs> and
1: then
0: they'll give you a ticket.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, You're still getting the ticket. You just get it with a smile, you know?
0: Got it. Yeah. No, but look, that's what I would do as the HR person. I say, don't get involved. Now, here's the thing, right? It's you got to be careful, too, because what if it's a a, a man attacking a little child? Right. It, it's look, your morals have to kick in at some point. Right. So, yeah, it's I would get physically involved because I wouldn't want to stand there uh, watching a child get beat up or somebody who can defend themselves get beat up. So you got what the policy is and you got what morals are. And nine times out of 10, they don't align. They really do not.
1: At at what point uh, do you begin to just turn your video over to whoever asked for it?
0: Now, no, not to whoever asked for it It is for a a legit investigation by the authorities. Here you go. Or I don't know. TMZ says we're going to offer you $500,000 for that video. Here you go. I'm getting paid 15 bucks an hour here. Take it. I don't care if I get fired. (laughs) Right.
1: Okay. let's head down that rabbit hole. So the employee Uh then turns the video over to TMZ, they make the $15,000 for themselves using the video feed and equipment. Now, granted, in the viral video, it was someone's cell phone that was recording this. But in our discussion here, we're presuming that we're taking the video feed from the security cameras that are within Mm -hmm. the store and a minimum wage employee would potentially be selling that to someone like TMZ, making the Mm -hmm. $15,000 for themselves. That mm-hmm. would be
0: HR okay. That would be HR okay for them to get terminated. Yes, sir. Absolutely right. They would be fired. Ah, for that. promoted yeah. to a customer. To customer. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, but they don't care. They just got fifteen grand. Now, granted, now it, it's the way things are these days. And my personal opinion, fifteen thousand dollars is not enough for me to quit over. To that, to, to other people, it may. It may. Right, but to me, I'm like, I'm not going to quit over fifteen thousand dollars. So, right? from a company I,
1: perspective, where do you begin heading down
0: the path of turning that over for profit, or do you? Ooh, no, no, it, it, it's. I would advise not to. I would why? advise not to because why? Because here's why: it's fifteen thousand dollars. I know, but if you, as an organization, do turn that over for profit, either the guy who hit the other guy or the guy who was hit could come back and sue you because you got deep pockets come back and sue you for defamation, releasing that without authority, whatever it is, although you may not have a good leg to stand on because you're not really in a public place. You're in a private business establishment. They can literally do what they want, but as an organization, you do want to protect yourself from any legal issues because they they are going to come back to you. They're they're not going to go out to the clerk for him selling it. They're going to go out to the company that's got the deep pockets.
1: So then if that store is part of a franchise, and they're, they're, they've bought into the name associated with the store, mm-hmm. you could be facing a, a break in, in your franchise agreement for something like that. I'm Depending sure you could. I'm
0: sure they will say, I don't want to deal with you again. Goodbye. And by the way, all that money you paid into the franchising fees, you just uh, gave those up. That's it. You forfeited them.
1: Seven Eleven turns into 2-9.
0: Look at that. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: They just open up with a new name under their own brand. Seven <laughs>
0: Eleven Two Nine. Two why is,
1: why does it look like Seven Eleven, but it's
0: named Two
1: Nine? <laughs> That's a story. Let me tell you, brother.
0: But you know what? We're talking about it, so it'll work. Connecticut
1: employers must begin taking deductions from their employees' paychecks for a new paid family and medical leave program under a state law passed in 2019. The state's estimated 100,000 businesses will be responsible for withholding half a percent from worker wages. Qualified employees can begin receiving benefits on January 1st, 2022. Massachusetts also begins a new paid family medical leave program in the new year. It offers a 12-week benefit in most cases extending to 26 weeks for those caring for a military member undergoing
0: treatment. Paid leave by the state, yes, and all it's going to cost you is half percent of your paycheck. Yes, in
1: well, in Connecticut, they do not disclose uh, what the uh, what the program qualifications are for Massachusetts.
0: Hmm. I mean, most likely, if you go out on leave and you have a vacation or PTO, you can use that concurrently. Some organizations. Already have unlimited PTO, unlimited vacation, so they get that anyway. So if there's an any organization in that state that has unlimited PTO, they're going to be a little bit pissed because they're going to be paying for this benefit, quote unquote, provided by the state that normally they don't need to be paying into. So I'd be upset if that was the case. But again, that's only, only um, if you have a uh, if you were for an organization that has unlimited PTO. On the other side of the spectrum, the other organizations that do um, not—excuse me—that don't have unlimited PTO, they could have some policies in the handbook that says, if you, since we're living in Connecticut, you're going to use your PTO first before this kicks in, or one or the other. I don't know. Either way, it sounds like it's going to be a a rough road um, for the associates there.
1: Oklahoma will extend a property tax exemption for religious institutions to now include property owned by a church if it conducts instruction of children from pre-K through grade 12.
0: Okay. That's it? Yeah, (laughs) sure. (laughs) Now, I got my... Look, here's the thing. I I got my opinion on that. They don't pay taxes as it is. They should pay taxes. neither, Neither does the NFL. What?
1: Say what again? Grab your Google box. I'm going to school you on a couple things here right quick. And I might be wrong, Um, but I don't think I am. If I'm not mistaken, I believe NFL teams are not-for-profit. And they have a series of exemptions associated with that. Now, they do give a lot back to the communities that they're in. So, to the Googles, are NFL teams not-for-profit? Ricky buys.
0: Up until 2015, the league was an unincorporated nonprofit 501C. The league has three defined officers, the Commission, the Secretary, and Treasury. Now, hold on. Now, now, granted, this is Wikipedia. Anybody can put anything in here, but some of the stuff they, on there is actually- They actually
1: have uh, very good police on there now that tried to curate those articles. Okay. You know, So it was Not cited it. sources, et cetera. They've gotten better over the years. They really have. Good. And they continue to ask for only $2 if you go on the website, you know. But that's fine. (laughs) It's okay. Go ahead.
0: The National Football League is a professional American football league consistent of 32 teams divided equally between National Football Conference and the American Football Conference. Blah, 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 blah. Highest professional team. The wealthiest professional. I'm looking by... Uh, yeah, according to this, it says that it is a non for profit. I never knew that. Never, ne- it's been around since 1920. I knew it's been it's, it's old. What now? You know what? Now, here's the thing here's the thing, right? Here's why. Now, without reading the rest of this, here's why this is a little bit different, I would think, because you know how much money. These games bring to the economy yes. of of, uh, of that city in an do. insane amount of money. Well, right, it's a few dollars. It's 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 a few dollars t- and then some, brother. <laughs> it is right. Look, I've been to a Bills game and I've been shell shocked yeah, when just, I give a guy just a twenty one. and I get two beers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, shell shocked? You mean like that's a deal for you? Like you're blown away how cheap that is?
0: No, it's insane. But then after five of those kinds of trips to the, the concession stands, you start not to care until you're looking at the receipts the next day and the plane heading back home, wondering how you're going to explain the $800 credit card bill to your spouse.
1: <laughs> yeah. Was that a thing?
0: No, not really. Because <laughs> I paid cash. It's okay. Okay. No, just I do have to explain yeah, no. why I pulled out so much cash. Yeah. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> well, our uh, our fearless lord and leader here in New York State, the governor... Shine down upon Western New York. And and he is in our good favors and graces this week as he now allows fans to attend games in the stands. So for the first time, and feel free to pull that one up, uh, the Buffalo Bills will be allowing 6,700 fans uh, to appear at the Bills Stadium for their upcoming playoff game. When that happens, though, ticket prices are going to be ranging from sixty-five to three hundred dollars during that mm-hmm, time right? frame. Uh, while it's not going to be open to the public, they'll be turning to their longest-held tenured season ticket holders to either buy in or pass. You can oh. only attend one postseason game, so if you feel confident in the team, you could pass, and if the stars align you could see another playoff game in Buffalo in the future.
0: Wow. So there's
1: decision number one to be made. Number two, when you actually decide that you're going to take these tickets, three days prior to the actual game, you'll receive a confidential email that will explode in 30 seconds. When you read (laughs) that email, it will have instruction where you have to go to get uh, poked, prodded, swabbed, and things pushed in you. When they get done pushing things in you, they will decide whether or not you have the Corona. If you don't have the Corona, then you can proceed with going to the game. If you have the Corona, you cannot go to the game. You forfeit your turn and the money paid so far. And that's that. It's not over. Of
0: course, they cannot allow you in there if you have a case of Corona light. They have to sell their butt light in there, so they're not going to let you in. Oh, that's not what you meant. You it's, meant-
1: it's, it's funny you say it that way. My uncle tried bringing in a, a bag of beer one time because they, they clearly said no bottles or cans allowed. So he poured his beer into Ziploc bags and put it in the cooler. I love them I love it. <laughs> love it. So that they later changed the sign that season to say no alcoholic beverages <laughs> That is great. <laughs> i mean he I'm logically sorry. dissected that one you got it
0: really good though i love it hold on dude i gotta point something out so i googled it right so this is on the wkbw buffalo abc7 yeah. right so here is this is a a, a legit news outlet in uh, local buffalo new york and this is the uh the uh, headline you ready welcome back bills mafia official plan announced for fans to attend playoff games at Bill Stadium. You it's you you guys are recognized as the Bills Mafia. Yeah. Wow, I thought that was just a nickname that 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 it was is. given to you guys over in the uh, in the uh, tailgating area.
1: Yeah, well, okay. So you had a group of people that were the believers and then you had wow. the Mafia and then you had like all these little little groups. And as time went by, everyone consolidated and they just lovingly became known as the mafia, and then, and then you've got people in other cities, and they're the bills backers. But that that's like an offshoot that's been absorbed into the mafia. So it's this entire thing now. It's this whole mafia thing. It's crazy. I don't know what this to is tell pretty you. Pretty good. So, anyways, if you don't go to the game, uh, you forfeit the whole nine. Now you have made your you got through all the testing. Everything's good there. Uh, you have the opportunity to go to the game. The ticket is non transferable at that point. And oh. you have to get it in pairs or in quads, and then from there you sit within pods in the stadium. It's it's there's a whole rhyming so, thing that's going on.
0: I have to ask. So they're going to be screening for COVID nineteen to go from the parking lot or the tailgate area into the stadium, oh, right? No tailgating. Oh.
1: Now they're going to have a hard time when they think about house to house and the amount of residential properties in the area where people yeah. could just do whatever <laughs> they want. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see if, uh, well, how it all shakes out. But yeah, there, there's a little something going on there. Hey, I we're... did not hear that part. That's yeah, not cool. Yeah. So uh, oh. while we're talking about New York, as 2021 moves forward, beginning today in New York, the hourly minimum wage in upstate New York will increase from $11.80 to $12.50. However, fast food workers will see a raise to $14.50 an hour from thirteen seventy five. Their goal is to slowly lift this minimum wage to $15 an hour in New York State. On January 1st, eligible workers will have access up to 12 weeks of job-protected paid time off to bond with a newborn, adopted or fostered child, Care for a family member or assist loved ones when a spouse or domestic partner or child is deployed abroad on active military service. Working families no longer have to choose between caring for their loved ones and sacrificing their financial security. The paid family leave also provides job protection, continued health insurance, and protection from discrimination and retaliation. Pennsylvania has a whole slew of laws that will go into effect in 2021. Uh, they're looking to do all they can to support mental health of all Pennsylvanians, mental health care and, and health care, and they're they're trying not to treat it any differently uh, than a physical health care need. They have changes to the Methadone Death and Incident Review Act. It's now the Medication Death an incident review act establishing mm. coverage for all medications approved by the FDA for treatment of mm-hmm. opioid use disorder.
0: That's pretty smart, actually pretty smart. No, they should, they should make that, 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 you know, yeah, they should, they should make that point there because you don't want it just to be illegal drugs because you know what? Um, oxy. It's all Percocet, That's, those are legal drugs, and what makes it illegal is when you take it without a prescription. So yeah, they should specify that. Good for them. In
1: New York State, the governor, Governor Cuomo, has also passed the right of publicity law. It protects people from revenge porn and fake images, photoshopped images. It creates penalties for publishing sexually explicit depictions of individuals. Did they, you ever think... GC, so so they, take those two things and separate them and think about this again. Revenge porn and fake images. Fake images is very broad. So mm-hmm. all those photoshopped images of the governor oh. <laughs> will now be illegal in New York State.
0: Well, <laughs> but wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you ever think you would live at a time where they have to pass a law for revenge porn? No, me neither. Right? It, it's it's all these laws that are out there. I never thought that we would actually live to see that happen. Now, the fake images piece. I'm assuming there has to be something on there that says if it's a fake image and it's used to disparage you, or it is used to embarrass you, or slander, or something to to that effect. Not just any fake image. I don't right? know. Anybody can Photoshop.
1: It would be real interesting to see that dissected because. Uh... They run that TV show, uh, the Saturday night live where they do parodies Ah, and, uh, all the time, all the time. And that's Uh dealing with the publicity of a individual, which might constitute a conflict in this, this potential law
0: or movies or movies, cartoons. Next thing you know, star Wars is not, Oh, don't tell me. Yeah. You see not now you're coming into my emotional wheelhouse, leave star Wars alone, leave it alone. It's it, You know what? <laughs> I wonder what the person who just got their certificate from the local community college on fo- the basics of Photoshop. they like, damn it. I spent $600 on this, and now I can't use it. I'm going get in trouble if I use it the wrong way. It, it's, yeah. All right. Next one.
1: That's all I got for right now.
0: I want to ask yeah? you a few questions. I want,
1: I want to hear the HR guy talk to me about the importance of some of the crazy stuff that you have coming up. Now, a lot of people that are in the industry already know you're hitting that time of year, right? You're on the back end of open season, right? And it's always funny to me how open season lines up with hunting season. And is it wabbit season? Are you mean open enrollment? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Open enrollment, oh, right? Okay, got it. Open okay. season. Yeah, go with me on this one. It's wabbit okay. season. It's open season, <laughs> right? It always lines up. You've got these seasons, mm-hmm. right? What, what season are you getting into now?
0: Um, Right now, recruiting season in my industry, in the home improvement industry, this is the time of year um, where we start ramping up. This is our Q4 uh, and Q1. Really, we always put it at a loss because we're ramping up and we're getting ready for our quote unquote Christmas season, which is uh, springtime to the fall. That's when everybody does their home improvements. That's when everybody does everything to their homes. And that's when we are the busiest. So, right now, what from my personal space uh, here in uh, Central Florida, I'm working on recruitment strategies, making sure that we are, it's well, we're just realigning our strategies because the strategy we had last year to this year is going to be radically different with everything happening when everything is, is going virtual now. So that's what I'm working on. Now that is in my local, in my local niche, um, niche, whatever. But Overall, <laughs> overall, the global HR strategy should be about flexibility. It should be about how do you deal with all these folks that are being burnt out from working from home, number one. Not only that, if you have associates that are single, if you have associates that, uh, um, uh, yeah, that they're single, they, they don't have any families, depending where they live, they just after a full year, almost a full year of just being isolated working from home. Now, the time of the year when they're normally with loved ones, with families, they're still alone. So now HR professionals and leaders need to be ready to deal with that coming out of the holidays and what kind of, of a, uh, uh of an employee you're going to have coming back into the virtual office. So we have to keep our eyes open to that. We have to keep our radars open and make sure that we're providing the, uh, the feedback and we're providing the emotional support and the resources to help them into 2021.
1: Plans change. Plans change so fast. Do you remember the time not too long ago when uh, people would sit down and they'd say, you know what, send, send me your goals for 2021. Let's sit down and talk about that. Mm -hmm. You'd grab your Starbucks, you'd have your two-hour meeting, followed by another three, followed by another two-day meeting, maybe a retreat. You, you, You do all these fancy, fantastical things. And then now things are changing so fast all the time. New Department of Labor Law rules or guidance comes out, it sends you down a different path. New OSHA guidance comes out, sends you down a different path. Maybe you need to realign, be a little bit more nimble, be a little bit more flexible, right? Ah, mm-hmm. So as as you think about, depending where your your years fall, physical, fiscal, where your quarters start end, et cetera, you might be in a position where you have to do last minute effective changes to what your future plan is going to be for 2021. And I got a deep question for you on this one. When people think about this, And they use these two terms I'm about to throw out there. They instantly, their brain, hears these two terms, and they instantly go to a place of politics. And it's not politics. But when you face 2021, would you be better off being a bit more conservative with your choices? Let that be fiscally or or strategically or more liberal or progressive with doling out the cash, making things happen, getting the smiles we, we, you know it's a, it's a tough approach when you think about that because someone hears those terms they key in on that and granted if you've been if you've been an executive for a while you know these differences already mm-hmm. but maybe you're new in your shoes right maybe you're just coming up. Maybe you've got a highly qualified, extremely seasoned person underneath of you that used to be a senior executive that's trying to advise you consistently that you might need to just lay off the gas a little bit and think a little more strategically about these things. Mm-hmm. And you're not listening to them because you climbed that ladder. And now you made the right lies or did whatever you had to do and got into the right spot. And now it's all on you and you got to make this choice and what are you going to do? And at the end of the day, you hear those terms and you say, but that, 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 that's not my politics. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I don't I, I I no. You see it all the time, Rick.
0: I do. I do. Talk to me about this. So, politics aside for these first 20 seconds, um it, it's the time to be conservative with your finances, with your resources, past Because that was supposed to be six months ago when we really didn't know where where this pandemic was going to take us. We were hoping right back then that there was going to be some hump, some imaginary hump that we were going to go over. Right. (laughs) So we're starting to realize quickly after that there is no hump. This is the new normal. So now. It's not the time to be conservative. now it's the time to really restrategize what your budget is going to be and what you're going to do with that budget in this new normal. So now going back into the political space because you are right, I have seen some people that as soon as somebody says that word, be conservative, be liberal with this, they do get into that into that political space. Now I don't know if that's how they grew up and that's the only way they've used those terms. I don't know, but this is where you as the HR person and you as the person who is is who who is communicating this, you do have that responsibility to define that term for the conversation you're having with that person. That way they detach it from whatever they think you're talking about. So you do have to explain what you mean um, in that sense, and I've met a lot of people along the way. Some people that you know as well, JC, that they say, "Ricky, you don't have to explain crap to anybody." Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> you, you kind of do, why, right? Why,
1: why would someone say that? Why? I, I, I know, I, I know in my heart of hearts why some people do say that. Mm-hmm. From your perspective, why do you feel that they say that?
0: I think that that they say that because if they have to explain themselves, they feel like that you're you're vouching for validation. You want to be accepted and you're trying to convince somebody to do something else. And I'm not looking at it that way at all. If my my goal here is not to be accepted, my goal here is to be understood whether they agree with me or not. Right. They I'm trying to be understood in the point that I'm trying to make. So if I'm trying to make a point and I see that they're not understanding the point that I'm trying to make in the manner that I'm communicating it, I do have a responsibility in that conversation and relationship to explain my thought process. Yeah, but so you're, I have you're, no you're problem carrying that. the
1: weight of your employees with you, with with mm-hmm. the way that you personally face your thoughts of leadership, et cetera, where other people may also be facing it from the perspective of they are people that I assist they are assets of the organization, and they might have a
0: different people-centric focus, right? Okay, yes, they would have that people-centric focus, but they still but have a different. That- but
1: they they have a different focus on it. They they think about it differently. They they might think about those relationships differently. Where when you are taking the opportunity to explain some things out, you are not seeking the validation, but more so you are building the trust, building the relationships, and also creating that deeper bond. And when we think about future planning, doesn't matter if it's where you are in your quarters or if the time passed, you're always going to have to keep planning as you move mm-hmm. forward Absolutely. as you're in these shoes. So as you continue to think forward and you continue to look forward, where is that beacon and focus of flexibility, business acumen, and personnel?
0: <laughs>
1: or instead of saying personnel, your talent, or rather than saying you talent, your people.
0: Some organizations are so big, so big that they 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 always go. They always revert back to that dreaded phrase. This is the way we've always done it. That phrase has never been as dangerous as this year. This year, that phrase is much more dangerous than what it was the the previous year, right? So yes. The the way we've always done it doesn't make sense in a normal time. So now you have to be honest with what kind of talent you have in, or in your organization, what obstacles your organization faces in the current environment in which it operates. And you have to make a decision on what to do with that talent. Do you train them up? Do you do different things? Do you give them an insanely good overpriced uh, um, uh compensation package or grievance package or um, layoff packages and send them pack and have them go somewhere else. You've got to make those decisions. And to say, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep the talent here just because they've been with us for a while and you do nothing to train them and get them the new skill set that they're going to need, that you're going to need for the organization to attack these new obstacles that didn't exist 12 months ago. If you refuse to do that, then that ship is going to sink. The ship is going to sink. And again, it goes back to the relationships you're going to have with those business leaders to have those hardcore conversations. That's what needs to happen.
1: Do you take the opportunity at the start of 2021 to turn to your teams, your cross-functional teams, your different departments, and and do a typical and traditional SWOT analysis? Take a look at those strengths, weaknesses, (laughs) opportunities, and threats. Do you do that quarterly this next year? Where do you draw that line between you're overanalyzing and you are trying to lay a statistical and factual claim behind what you're trying to upsell? All the things that we talked about before, you know, in, in previous shows, pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, you got to do this. You got to do that. At some point, you got to just make decisions. Yep. <laughs> you do. Right. And and most people listening to the show have already made some tough decisions that they're probably sitting on their hands this weekend as they're listening to this saying, yeah, I don't know if I should have done that, but I did. And it worked. <laughs> you, but, but you know what, JC, look, it, it's and, and So, so would you, would you analyze it? Would you analyze your staff? Would you take that opportunity now at the start of the year to do that? Or would you wait till during the year? Would you, would you do that quarterly? Would you lay off the stress right now?
0: That question hurts my head because if you're starting to do that now, you're already way too late. Way too late. You should have been doing that on a monthly basis, the way this year has been going, because we don't know what kind of provisions or policies are going to come down the pike that POTUS is going to sign or not sign that's going to affect your business. So you do have to conduct a SWOT analysis every single month. Now, that's unheard of. That's unheard of, right? But every single month, because you don't know what the next 30 days are going to bring. You really do not. So it's now you're starting to do it, you are in deep trouble. I mean, yeah, go ahead and do it. It doesn't mean let's not get started, but you are way behind the curve because a lot of other innovative organizations are already eight months ahead of you.
1: Are you they are. are. you fighting the good fight to reopen the doors? Not you in particular, but like, you know, rhetorically speaking, feel free to chime in. Do you continue to fight the good fight to just to do everything that you can to reopen the doors depending on your industry or are you taking advantage of the opportunities of the remote workforce and making decisions that could impact the future business as you continue to analyze and plan for 2021 about me, cost-effective measures versus uh, people staying remote so versus f- trying to me- open the doors quickly? Are
0: you done? (laughs) Because you're waiting for me to say something. I was. I was. I was having having fun with that. Go ahead. So me personally, um, I would take advantage of the different opportunities we haven't realized yet with remote work. But also me personally, I hate having to work from home. I rather work from home as an option. Just this past week. I went into the office because I miss my team. I want to see them and they don't work at the office, but I told them, Hey, I'm going to be at the office. Let's do lunch. If you want to come in, go ahead and come in. I don't force them to come in. I leave it up to them, right? They have families. My situation is different than theirs. I don't know if the kids are at home. They have elderly um, uh, family members there. So I give them the option and they showed up. We had lunch. So I rather uh, focus at a, at, I'd rather focus on creating a culture in an organization where the flexibility is there for the associate to have the flexibility, the anonymity to go ahead and select when they can or when they will and will not work from home. Um, and I think if you, if we put together a culture like that, you're going to have some employees that are really going to have a vested interest in the bottom line. So there was I mean, a, a mandatory
1: COVID testing prior to having lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings. And now there's a 14, <laughs> no. 10 to fourteen day quarantine period now that you've all met
0: together? No, but here's the thing, right? If if oh, you that's do right, come you're, in, in you've got to... you're in Florida. You're I in mean, Florida. It doesn't okay. matter here. I'm just kidding. It does matter. No, um, you know what? Uh, if you're coming into the office, we've already worked hard last year to put together some uh, social distancing guidelines for the office. So we've got hand sanitation stations literally everywhere, mask everywhere, PPE all over the place. And we call each other around in case somebody's get really too too close to each other.
1: Yeah, but, but hang on a second, um, though. Th- with the distancing there. thing, okay, so, so you've got people that are already separated. They're far apart. Mm-hmm. They're not near each other. And now you're far apart from each other. But you're going to make them wear a mask still while they're sitting down? Uh, or is it more it like depends. Applebee's? you know the second you're sitting there's no more covid take your mask off you're not going anywhere
0: well okay so you know why restaurants do that down here right you sit down you put food in your mouth that's why you do it well well here's the thing it is you do have a higher percentage of a risk of catching covid when your mask is off but you have to eat bro right you have to eat so you take your mask off you eat and then you go ahead and you, and, and you run that risk and you put the mask back on. The mask, the mask itself is not fail-safe. It's not 100% foolproof, but it dramatically reduces the chances of you catching the Rona, how the kids call it these days, um, when you do wear the mask. But when we do have lunch, yeah, we do take off our mask because how else are we going to eat? Through a straw? I don't have Slim Fast. God, I want to shake right now. I forgot Ladies about and gentlemen, bus.
1: you are listening to HR Talk with Ricky Bias and JC. We're at the top of the hour in the program here. Just a little quick gainer for you. Before we continue on, we do have to hit a very special segment. Folks well, let like you see life from another perspective. They can expand
0: the mind and awareness. These an inspirational quote. Let's kick you back. To break up or get divorced just because of fights and arguments is a dumb reason to do so. You will have that with any relationship. So instead of looking for someone you want to spend the rest of your life with, focus on finding that one person you are okay with spending the rest of your life arguing with.
1: So deep. So deep and so strong. Just rocking the world with that one. Nice. That's right, brother. Nice. Hey, um, when you were talking about the uh, the building of relationships, the way that you do things, the way that you see things, the way that you look at the way that you've done business up till now, do you label people at work? Like, subconsciously, do you label people at work that might be not necessarily disruptive, but ones that present a different perspective? Do you label them in such a way? Do you call them behind the scenes, behind closed doors, troublemakers, people that rock the boat, individuals that you do not want to invest your time and and money in because they're trying to break the status quo? hmm. You do that.
0: So here's what I'm supposed to say. I'm supposed to say, oh, my God, no, you can't do that. That's so horrible. But that's bullcrap. Of course I do. <laughs> you do. Everybody does. Here's the kicker. The kicker is label them all you want in your head. Don't verbalize it and don't act on it. You still treat everybody the same, but know who you're talking to because you need that label to know how to mold your communication style in a way that that person would understand what you're trying to convey. So labels in a weird way with that kind of relationship are important. They really are. Because you want to know you want to know what kind of conversation you're about to walk into. So you have to be armed and ready on how to not deflect, but how to respond to questions? How to respond? How to ask questions? Okay, so you but do you, need you
1: just said moments ago that sometimes you can't continue to do things status quo. You said that. You
0: said that. You Correct. did. You, I could yes, rewind I the tape and
1: could replay that right now. You said I'm, those words.
0: I you am not that. denying that. I'm saying yes. Okay, good. <laughs>
1: yes. So, okay. I like doing that. You know, it's. I feel like my <laughs> cousin Vinny when I do that. <laughs> you know, I love that movie. <laughs> All right. So, so when you think about that the way that the ship is continuously moving and everything's fine. You know, this is the way that we've done it all the time. The Nina, the Pinta and the Santa Maria just keep moving forward. I can't believe you know what that is. Awesome. <laughs> Those are cities, right? In Florida. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they were to some people crossing right. the Atlantic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're the satellite offices of HR talk. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so as uh. As you're moving forward in your business strategy and everything is perfectly hunky-dory, maybe you're not always getting the exact word, the the truth of the word, as to what's going on out there, right? Maybe you've got a frozen middle that's in effect. Maybe your surveys are full of garbage and people telling you lies just to keep you happy. We've been through this. Maybe your SWOT analysis is off. Because people lie to you. People lie to you. Yep. If you ever watched that show, that TV show, very fantastic show, very good show, one of the best shows, House. Remember House Ah, MD? Yeah, Yeah. Dr. House. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone lies. (laughs) Everyone lies. Hey, I'm having seizures. foaming at the mouth of my ear fell off. Did you do anything at your house? No. They go in and they find like every drug known to man, a knife and like some duct tape. It's like, who knows what happens in their homes? So anyways... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going Hold somewhere on. with this. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go. go, go. Yeah, so i wait. Anyways, long story short, uh, aside from all the lies that you could be fed, is it, isn't it it plausible that these people that could be labeled, those that rock the boat, those that are the troublemakers, those that are being pushed to the back, okay, are also maybe trying to save your ship. Maybe mm-hmm. it's sinking. Maybe there's a hole in it in such a way that you can't even perceive, but you're not getting the word from them. So Correct. they get labeled and pushed and, and and moved out of the way for this new effective strategy that will keep everything exactly the way it is. When in actuality, you don't need to do it that
0: way anymore. Well, that's where labels come in, right? <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I, I want to counter the argument from House. Everyone ha- Everyone doesn't lie. Everyone has the capabilities of lying if they have a reason to.
1: Ooh, that should have been your okay. inspirational quote for the day
0: right so there. We, well, I just used it. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: that was good.
0: So That should be on a toilet to,
1: paper roll. I tell you.
0: <laughs> so what you need to focus on is focus on the reasons you think they might lie and remove that reason from the equation. You create what we've been talking about for freaking years, J.C., the culture of trust where people don't have the need to lie.
1: Yeah, It's not a you thing. Cr- it's, a, it's a thing, but it's a fantastical fantasy thing like 2021 no, changes. No. Oh, it's I real. I know it's real. You know it's real, but the reality of the situation is not always real.
0: It could because exist at the top. Because people don't know how to use it.
1: It exists at the top, it exists at the bottom. Sometimes it's in the middle. It's never it's it's a magical fairy tale land when it coexists all the way up and down that spectrum, isn't it?
0: I get what you're saying, right? So it really is hard to convince people. It really is hard to have people to trust you enough so they feel that kind of comfort level where they don't have to do that. Right. right. So it, it's I God, I hate to going back to it, but it really does go back and building that relationships. If you keep focusing on the H and HR, you build that relationship that you chip away at that wall. You chip away at that wall of ice. That way, when, when, it really hits the fan. People have no problem in telling you the real deal as to what happened if they know and they're aware what would happen if they say so. So if they know that if they walk into the office and, and you're my boss, JC, I'm like, hey, boss, I really screwed up. And I know that you have a tendency to beat people over the head with an iron fist. I'm not telling you shit. I'm not saying anything. But if you focus on, all right, let's have this conversation and let's fix this and let's make sure we don't do this again, I'll be more inclined to be honest with you. That's what people need to understand.
1: So like you keep talking about the H&HR, what you're doing is putting the D in leadership.
0: I'm not going to assume what you mean by that. So can you please elaborate? No, No, assume it.
1: Assume (laughs) it. Because you're going to approach the situation with the spine with a backbone, with people skills. You're going to focus on the H&HR, and you're going to be the D in leadership. You're going to bring it to the table, and if you have to have that tough conversation, you're going to do it to make sure that people are aligned with your culture of trust. Because when you don't bring the D in leadership to the table, and, and, and that is metaphorical, of course. It doesn't matter if you have the D or don't have the D. End of the day. If good, it's <laughs> so
0: it all, is what I'm thinking. It's, okay. it's, all a matter of,
1: it's all a matter of being the D. Right. And you could okay. be any gender to be a D. So if, if you're going to come to the table and be a D and, and that's what it's going to take to try to keep the organization on track and in line, because you got people, you got many people, so many people, vast amounts of people. They're all over the place. Lots of big and little okay. people. And then they stray. They go, go, they spread out. They fan out. They fan out like 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 peacock feathers. They just spread out. And then when they spread out, they're all still rooted right to the same core. Right. They're still they rooted are. to the actual peacock. And you're, you're, okay. you're a feather on the body of the peacock. And these managers, they're out there. They're on the tail. They're on the tail. They're dangling in you're the wind.
0: killing me with your hand gestures.
1: <laughs> they're dangling in the wind. But here you are. Here you are. And then you say, look, look, all these feathers, you're dangling out there like this. <laughs> if you don't come in line, all we got to do, we got to pluck you. We plucked that feather. It's still right. a tail. It's still a tail with four feathers. You're missing the fifth one, but that's fine because state of California mm-hmm. tells me I'm going to have to hire someone to replace you anyways. There you go. <laughs> you know, or whatever <laughs> the case may be, so that's fine. But if they don't fall in line, you got to step up to the plate at some point. So, so yes, the H&HR is important, but the D in leadership, you got to be able to lay that out there.
0: <laughs> if I'm assuming what you mean by the D in leadership, then the only people who are going to see it that way are the people who were never going to be aligned with the cultural expectations to begin with. So using that Wait same analogy... What's wrong with decisiveness? Oh, that's what you meant. <laughs> Got a whole different... See, this is what I'm talking about. You what? have to define what you're talking about. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So, okay. So here's the thing. I thought you meant the other one, right? So, if oh, yeah, you being really a dick. Meant, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's what I thought you meant. Right? Yeah, no, you could be so, a dick.
1: You could come to the table and tell everyone, hey, uh, we're going to have a discussion no, wait, right now, wait, and wait, I'm going to be
0: wait, a dick no. about this. No. <laughs> no. See, that's not how you, that's not, it, sh- it shouldn't be, your it should be a goal. It should be a dictator. Again, it shouldn't be the goal. It shouldn't be the goal. Now, it may Lead come out as a byproduct. Lead with dictatorship. No. An authoritarian style. No, no. I mean, you see how well that's that's playing out in China. Okay, let's see how well that's playing out in Cuba. Okay, let's rephrase
1: it. Let's rephrase it then.
0: Do you Mm -hmm. sometimes have to be
1: a little more authoritarian and dictator like in a culture of trust when you're trying to have a good discussion with someone to move that needle from A to B when they are the type of person
0: that responds to authoritarian leadership? Now, wait a minute. Ah, so it depends. Ah, it depends, right? Ah. The way I do it, I'm, I'm only going to talk about from experience. The way I do yes. it, before I make a decision going forward, I take the input of everybody on my team and I ask them, what do you think? What do you think? What do you before I even communicate what my thought process is. And then I take their points of view into account before I make a judgment call. But I would never do that without talking to my team now if it's something that's black and white really easy hands down you know what needs to happen go ahead and do it and then your team will raise their hand hey boss i got a concern roger that i'm gonna hit the 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 pause button what's your concern and then, and I'll you, label, that concern. then you
1: label that employee a troublemaker that rocks the boat absolutely not
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: not no right? i would you only do not label let senior leadership know that that came to your plate you keep that quiet
0: <laughs> No, brother. No, no, no. I will label somebody a troublemaker if they question every, every single thing. Okay. thing. That's
1: different. That's, yeah. di- that's different than someone that raises concerns trying to repair the ship than someone that's truly trying just to rock the boat. Correct. Correct. And it's if you tried to repair the ship, you would know. It's hard for a leader to make that decision or understand the difference between that sometimes if they've never been in that position where they can
0: actually view and understand that differential. Right. Here's here's the thing. I would love to say experience would dictate that, but that's not true. Here's why. Because you can have a leader that's been in a leadership position for 30 years, but they've never, ever given their employees the opportunity to speak up and give their two cents in. Then they would never know how or, or have that experience to actually listen to what they have to say. Right. But if you go into a team and you always consistent in giving them the venue to speak up and say something then you will have the experience and wisdom to know who's rocking the boat for the sake of rocking the boat and who really is rattling the the cages to move the needle from A to B or but to that support experience you has to be there.
1: or to support you in your leadership endeavors from a ground floor perspective they might be doing it in, when when think of yourself as a prison guard right Okay. Think of yourself as a prison guard. You've got your hierarchy. You've got this whole thing going on. But sometimes the things that are happening down on that floor, things might happen a little bit different down there to keep the peace. Yeah. The world Correct. operates the same but vastly different at the same time in a completely separate hierarchy. And then at the end of the day, as long as this turned into that and that byproduct happened, sometimes the widgets have to move. Right. Oh, I got you I thinking. Mean,
0: I have to ask okay, yes, if the needle moves from A to B, I want to know how it moved. Because if it moved in a way that is not conducive to being a good team, then I'm not gonna go that route anymore. Every step of the way? Of course. Absolutely. So micromanaging
1: is key for culture of trust.
0: No. Conversations <laughs> and constant I input is key. In the culture of trust. Oh, I, th- right? Here's why I love this, because you
1: and I were actually on the same page with this. And for people listening, mm-hmm. if you don't already know, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit and creating the mm-hmm. situations to, to bend the mind, because these are the things that people talk about. These are the things that people listen to it. They say, yeah, that's full of that's trash. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's why I'm posing hypothetical craziness to this guy over here with so many post nominals. He's like, he pays seventeen thousand dollars a year of post nominal fees. Like, I can't afford that.
0: You know, it's not far off. It's crazy, though. It's crazy. Post nominal fees. <laughs> that just hit me. <laughs> Tax deductible. <laughs> All
1: right, give it. Give me your wrap up on this one because I've got some stuff we have to get to
0: asap. So look, it's um. In order for you to really attack whatever 2021 is going to bring, the name of the game, it really is flexibility. It's flexibility and not just with your processes at work, but with how you manage the work of your team, how you lead the individual personalities on your team, whatever issues you are going through. As a, as a human being and as a leader, you have to understand your associates are going through the same thing from a personal perspective. So be a human being, be that emotional support to a point with your team and lead with empathy. If you lead with empathy, you'd be surprised how your team is going to bend over backwards to help you tackle whatever obstacle 2021 is going to bring. And the worst thing you can do is tell your team the worst is behind this Bull crap. You have no idea what's ahead. We know what's behind us. You have no idea what's ahead. Are you threatening? Uh, Are you threatening the listening audience? I'm not threatening. I'm promising. I'm promising that you have no idea what's going to come up. I mean, maybe aliens will come up next week. I don't know. The way this past year has been going. You know, in that coronavirus bill, there is a disclosure
1: act that's in there. Are you aware of this? I mean, I
0: read it. I'm like, ugh. You read the entire thing? The entire bill? uh, I get, no. no. Okay, <laughs> I so read the key because it is insane. It is insane. Well, it's an omnibus. So there's is. so
1: many different things in there. But one of the things that's yeah. in there states that there must be disclosure and release of all files in connection to aliens and UFOs, and they have 180 days to do it starting January 1st. No. Yes. Are you serious? Yes, I'm dead serious. Google it for me. And while you Google it for me, Current events this week is brought to you in part by contradicting leadership styles through discussion and confusion. I've got an article to kick things off unless you found that piece, Ricky.
0: Oh wow, hold on. Okay,
1: hold on. Ricky is going to take the first article. Go. This
0: cannot be real. Coronavirus this is from Fox News. Coronavirus bill started a 180 day countdown countdown to for UFO disclosures?
1: It's real. Go ahead. Re, uh, give us the provision us, Receive. Uh, the provision uh, what's, receive uh, what's, what's the little, website and who wrote the article,
0: please? Oh, this is uh, just just foxnews.com. Corona bill started 180 day kind of for disclosures. This is by where's the author? Oh, by Stephen Greenstreet and Stephen Nelson, New York Post. What in the world? So from the New York Post to Fox News. Got it. Okay. All right, so provisions received very little attention in part because it wasn't included in the text of the 500, 5,593-page 5, legislation, but as a committee comment. So what they're talking about is – I'm trying to skim through. This is a really long article. So in other words, they put that provision in there, chaired by Marco Rubio, that it directs in consultation with the Secretary of Defense – to submit a report within 180 days of the date of enactment of the act to the Congressional Intelligence and Armed Services Committee on unidentified aerial phenomena. Why in the world is that in there right now?
1: Well, it's a real thing. Uh, The Department of Defense (laughs) established the UAPTF to improve its understanding of and gain insight into the nature and origins of UAPs.
0: Wow. They made that
1: in a statement. Now, the mission of the task force is to detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a security threat to our country. National security more is is more than just a desire at the end of the day to probe the great beyond. It's, it's a motivating factor to keep publicly exploring these phenomena. You wait, are wait, correct. What? Marco Rubio, a, a Florida a politician... Who chairs the Intel committee who made the request told Miami CBS affiliate in July he was concerned UAPs could be connected to a drastic technological leap from a US adversary like China or Russia. Quote, maybe there is a completely sort of boring explanation for it, he said. We just need to find out.
0: So, 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 wait. So, if I'm reading this right, by June we will know if they really if we really do have contact with extraterrestrial aliens
1: I think it's more so the disclosure about the files that they currently have and we've seen that over the past couple of years anyways uh, Pentagon has released video of of unexplained aerial yeah. phenomenon that they have no idea about there's been multiple videos on this. Uh, it doesn't mean it's aliens, though. It yeah, just means exactly, it's unidentified. Exactly. Yeah. Unidentified aerial phenomena. Not sure if it's aliens or what it is, right? And if there is, and, and these things are being seen over like secure locations as well. So they're asking for disclosure on this and a deeper wow. dive. So that's uh, it's going to be interesting. This is like uh, releasing the files on Project Blue Book. It's pretty intense. That is know?
0: insane.
1: Now, so there's your coronavirus. What I read, it was bill. just about the. Huh? There's your multi-trillion dollar coronavirus bill for
0: you. (laughs) Well, I mean, I skimmed through the bill. I skimmed through the uh, key points. It's just way, almost 6,000 pages, man. I'm not going to read through all that. It's not even the
1: coronavirus bill. This started as a bill that was about the relationship between America and Mexico. Is H.R. 133, going all the way back to the start of the year. This was kicked around all last year, and that's where another bill, another act, another thing just kept getting tacked into it again and again and again and again. I'm going to... I'm
0: going to take a deep dive into that.
1: Oh, they, they kicked this entire thing around. That's where they wind up putting everything together. So, um,
0: yeah, a whole what? lot going on there. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we are going to find out this year, right, that we do have. A- you know what? This is the year after this year. This is the time to really release that. If the government was looking for a perfect opportunity to let the public know that this is real in a time when they would accept it rationally, this is it. We've been through so much crap that we get to this point right now. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, a little four-foot aliens. Roswell really did happen. Yep, yep. That makes perfect sense. I cannot wait. And here I am worrying about the money going to other countries and what's going into the hands of the American taxpayers. This is what I should have been paying attention to. The big question is, are they employable? Because if they do a good job at a cost, so I'm not going to hire them. I really ain't gonna hire them. That's awesome. 6,000 pages. Marco Rubio, I'm gonna send him an email. He's not gonna answer it. He's probably think I'm illegal too. Ha!
1: <laughs> the next article just wasn't ready in time, so I'm gonna keep grabbing that. It would have been a better segue, but this one is from Bloomberg. To make a building healthier, stop sanitizing everything. (sighs) Improve the ventilation, even spread some good germs. If you want people to be healthy and productive, tend to the microbiome. Four years ago, a doctoral student in architecture asked some questions to Luke Lung to help him come up with a thesis topic. Lung, an engineer whose projects include the world's tallest buildings, the Burj Khalifa in Dubai proposed the question What is heaven? The student did a lot of research and found out that no matter the faith, heaven is always a place with a garden and running water. So, moving forward from that, Loom, director of the sustainable engineering studio of Skidmore Owings and Merrill, the architectural behemoth, better known as Psalm, started questioning if that's heaven. What exactly is the place that we're living in? In the Western world, humans spend 90% of their time indoors. There's many more statistics and great things within this article written by Bloomberg.com. Stop by there and check it out. Long story short, they're talking about a misalignment with nature in building design. Until about 15 years ago, very few scientists, even architects, designers, engineers paid attention to indoor microbes with the exception of problematic outcroppings such as black mold.
0: That was it? That's how it ended? <laughs> okay. Um. So like our bodies,
1: the buildings we inhabit <laughs> yeah. are also teeming with microbes. Inhale deeply, writes Rob Dunn, a professor of applied ecology at North Carolina State University in his 2018 book, Never Home Alone. With each breath, you bring oxygen deep into your lungs, along with hundreds or thousands of species. So, long story short, what they're getting at here, if you want to make your buildings healthier, stop sanitizing, improve the ventilation and spread around some good germs.
0: So, all right. From a human being perspective, it makes sense, right? The best way for you to, just like any muscle in the body, the best way to make it stronger is to uh, use it to a fault, use it to failure, right? Same thing with your immune system. You have to find faults, And you have to be exposed to germs for you to get sick, for your immune system to work and increase those defenses. That makes sense in theory and application. But when it comes to work, you got to be careful, because if somebody catches the coronavirus and they die because of the coronavirus at work due to a workers' compensation claim and people find out or the investigating authority. Find out that you took on this great initiative because you read an article that says don't sanitize your buildings as much. And this is an initiative. You're going to be in trouble and you're going to have to spend a lot of money in legal bills to defend this position. My advice from an HR person to whoever is in charge of that building is. Sanitize, 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 because your biggest priority is the safety of your employees. And you do not want to be in a situation where you skip the beat on that and you listen to you follow the advice of this article next thing you know, you got some sick employees. Think about it. Don't do it. Don't do it. At all. Yeah, that's what I got, bro. <laughs> I think I think okay. uh,
1: another look at building design and, and, and realigning things could definitely help out there. I Absolutely. think they're on to something, uh, but in the interim, I think you're in a good spot there with what you said. Don't get excited about this next story at all.
0: Uh huh.
1: Okay. But be extremely excited <laughs> at the same time. Scientists believe they've detected a mysterious radio signal from an alien planet. Yes! According to Megan Bartles with Space.com, astronomers' research led them to uncovering a particularly interesting radio signal coming from a star system named Tauboody's. And it what? has at least one exoplanet. We What's present one of the first hints of detecting an exoplanet in the radio realm. Jake Turner, an astronomer from Cornell, states, we make the case for an emission by the planet itself. From the strength and polarization of the radio signal and the planet's magnetic field, is compatible with theoretical predictions, but don't get excited. Kevin and his colleagues aren't certain if the mysterious radio signals are emitting from Tau booties. <laughs> and they continue to look for additional confirmation. It's uh, 51 light years away from Earth, according to Bartel. Now, Ricky, there was a story that came out this past week. Uh, if you want to grab the Google for me, help me out here. The fast radio burst, if you Google that, you're going to see so much. There's a lot popping right now, but four, what was that? Four, um, four trillion light years? I don't know. It's the closest oh. star, one of the closest stars to us there. Yeah. Um, four, Four light years away from Earth, I think it is. They detected a signal just the other day, like two days ago. I don't know. No. There's a whole thing going on.
0: Okay. Hold on. I just Googled fast radio bursts and it's a bunch of Wikipedia so posts many. telling me what it means. There's so many. It's so many. And it's
1: interesting too. You get different results on the Apple than the uh let it, me, it depends let me, on your search engine too.
0: Let me ask you a question because this this fascinates me. Let's say with what Marco Rubia put out there, and in June, it just so happens, yeah there's these documents. We do have extraterrestrial beings living amongst us. They have been for the past 50 years. How would you take that news?
1: Cool. Let's tailgate.
0: (laughs) Uh, You can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't
1: do it. That's right.
0: (laughs) God, I, I, I am so fascinated by those kinds of stories. I really am. Um, it, it, it's think about it just this time, 400 years ago, we thought we were the center of the universe. And now we we, we keep learning so much. I just can't. I, obviously, we're not going to be around, but I, it's I just can't imagine where we're going to be in four, 400 years from now. Maybe the universe community will be a lot smaller because we've discovered each other and maybe there's bigger issues. But I think it was Carl Sagan that said, no, either Carl Sagan or Stephen Hawking. Um, either we're alone in the world in the universe or we're not. E- both of those are equally terrifying, which so, I
1: completely understand that. So according to earthsky dot org, um, I finally found the piece that I was looking for. and again, if you you just did it, if you google fast radio bursts, you get so many different articles. There's so much popping right now. there really is. Thinking back to uh, that famous WOW signal that they detected in 1977, since its Uh initial detection, the WOW signal has been, uh, in the opinion of many scientists, engaged with uh, searching space for signals. It could have been the best candidate for a uh, potential alien radio signal found yet. Now, this new news comes from the Guardian newspaper. They ran a story on December 17, 2020. And what makes this new detection unique, rather than baffling, is the signal is narrowband, is very needle sharp. If you Google 982.002 megahertz, it's going to probably find you this article. So the signal they found, narrowband, needle sharp, at 982.002 megahertz, came from the direction of Proximia. Proxima.
0: Proxima And it's very close to us.
1: Yes. It's only about four light years away. Astronomers with break <laughs> only, only about four light years away. <laughs> well, in the previous one, we were talking about something 51 light years away, right?
0: No, I, I know. But it, people need to understand what one light year is. People that's need to lot. understand
1: what a billion is compared to a trillion. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Don't even, you know. Yeah. We're just sitting here talking about $14 an hour. And we're also <laughs> talking about trillions. Come yeah. on, you know. Yeah. So they, they found this signal. There's a lot going on. Uh, They're using the Parks Radio Telescope at the Parks Observatory in Australia uh, to help confirm this. Uh, It was not actually found in the data until October this year. The first detected signal from this system comes to us in April of 2019, believe it or not. Uh, Two papers detailing the discovery and the analysis are reportedly due to come out in early 2021, probably coinciding with that 180-day disclosure that we were talking about a little bit earlier on today. Who knows?
0: Um, we're kind of down the rabbit hole for some people in HR right now. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Whatever, man. I'm, I'm, I'm this right here. I'm digging it.
1: The United States is going to allow small drones to fly over people. And at nighttime, according to abscbn.com and our associate producer, Rob, Small drones will be allowed to fly over people and at night in the United States, according to FAA officials. It's a huge step towards their use for widespread commercial deliveries. The FAA said it's it's long awaited rules for drones, also known as unmanned aerial vehicles, will address security concerns by requiring remote identification technology in most cases to enable their identification from the ground. Now, the rules will take effect 60 days after the publication in the Federal Register in January. So 30 days plus 60 days plus a few extra days and a couple hours. And then in 18 months, they will begin to produce drones within a day that have remote ID within 24 hours.
0: So I did not know that was not allowed until this story. <laughs> I didn't know. The new rules make just way fly for drones the, wherever.
1: the new rules make way for the further Uh, Integration of drones into our airspace by addressing safety concerns, according to the FAA administrator, Steve Dixon. They get us closer to the day when we'll more routinely see drone operations as delivery of packages. But who knows? There could be drone taxis in the future. And then on top of that, just imagine a time when that gets hacked.
0: Ooh, that yeah. Yeah. See, everything is a double-edged sword. Right. Everything is, man. I just didn't know that was an issue. Now, obviously, I know if you if you buy a drone big enough, like one of those $20,000 drones, you're going to need some kind of licensing, and you can't fly near an airport or go up a certain height. I get that. But I didn't know that was a thing, that you couldn't fly over people in at night. Sure. I'm buying one now. New
1: York Times, another oh, arrest no. and jail time due to bad facial recognition Software. A New Jersey man was accused of shoplifting and trying to hit an officer with a car. He's the third known man to be wrongfully arrested based on facial recognition. Mr. Parks spent 10 days in jail and paid around $5,000 to defend himself in November of 2019. The case was dismissed for lack of evidence. Mr. Parks is now suing the police department prosecutor, and the city of Woodbridge for false arrest, false imprisonment, and violation of his civil rights. He's the third person known to be falsely arrested based on a bad facial match software chime. And in all three cases, the people mistakenly identified by the technology uh, have been black men. Facial recognition technology is known to have flaws. In 2019, a national study of over 100 facial recognition, algorithms found that they do not work as well on black and Asian faces. Two other black men, Robert Williams and Michael Oliver, who both live in the Detroit area, were also arrested for crimes that they did not commit. The story comes to us from Associate Producer Rob. What is up, Mr. Ricky's laughing his tail off. <laughs> Hi. What's what's so funny?
0: I'm laughing I'm at your laughing. I'm not gonna say it. I'm, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna be the stereotypical guy. I don't guy. get it. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: not gonna say it. What? So are you telling me that a computer software that doesn't have any human emotion discriminated ba- uh, on people based on race? Yes. And culture. Yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. According Got to it. the article. According, r- Roger that. According to the article, right? Um, does it say any response? from the company that produced that software, any defense into the algorithm and how it works and why it's only affecting African-American and Asian people? I
1: don't know. Uh, I think the same questions abound why algorithms and software are affecting only certain votes in Georgia, too. Different ball (laughs) of wax. That's fine. It's time for
0: Florida Man Story Florida oh, that wasn't it. Stories. That wasn't it?
1: That was okay, not it. it. That was not right. it. That was coming to us from New Jersey, my friend. Now Damn your official Florida Man story. We are running a little long today, but we're having a little, a little bit, bit of fun. A little bit, yeah. Uh, this is coming to us from fox2now.com, written by um, Associated Press. Florida health authorities late Thursday reported finding evidence of the latest U.S. case of the new and apparently more contagious coronavirus strain first seen in England saying that it was detected in a man with no recent travel history whatsoever. The case disclosed in a Florida Health Department statement tweeted on its Healthy Florida site, Healthy FLA site. It comes after reports in recent days of multiple individual cases of the U.K. strain of COVID-19 discovered in Colorado and California. Florida's Hmm. health statement said the new virus variant was detected in a man in his 20s in Martin County. It abuts the Atlantic coast above densely populated South Florida. It said its experts were working with the Atlanta-based Centers for Disease Control on investigation of the case. It's plausible that because the man in his 20s in Martin County is on the Atlantic coast that the new UK strain of COVID swam there. <laughs> The Florida Health Department has also tweeted late Thursday that experts anticipate little to no impact on the effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccinations being rolled out in a state grappling with overwhelming demand for the vaccine from its large, experienced, older population. Thursday, state officials also reported the highest daily jump in COVID-19 cases ever, ever, ever in the history of Florida. The state's Department of Health reported 17,190 new cases, 133 new deaths, raising the toll to 21,857. At the same time, deaths in the United States for the year of 2020 are down. Over to you.
0: People should not be surprised. Um, It's about this new mutated strain that's a little bit more aggressive. It's not more aggressive as far as how it treats your body, right? It's more aggressive on how it's passed around because just like every year, the flu mutates to stronger, stronger strains is how your immune system mutates, not mutates, but it increases to prevent that. So this this virus does the same thing. It's the third one. I I just read about that last night that uh, in Florida, um, they discovered one in Colorado and, and the UK. Look, at the end of the day, on the heels of the story that says don't sanitize your buildings as much. Sanitize yourself. Sanitize your buildings and just be careful. You'll be okay. Be careful. Use common sense and and yeah, I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to freak out over it. There's, there's, there's nothing to freak out about.
1: Well, Ricky, we are at that time in the program where we have actually ran long for quite a bit here. We have. Uh, with that being said, I'd like to turn it over to you for some final thoughts.
0: So, Um, this is to all the HR managers out there, all the HR leaders and all the business leaders. The key to the game this year is flexibility and empathy. Um, we, we, we just got over a, one of the worst years I can remember. Um, it's, it was emotionally taxing. I'm sure is emotionally taxing to a lot of people as well as spiritually taxing. So the best thing we can do right now, the best way you can move that needle from A to B is not focus on numbers 100% per se. It's just focus on the empathy you're providing for your people and the flexibility you're providing for your people. And as a byproduct, the numbers would take care of themselves. Just be a human
1: being. Flexibility empathy.
0: We need laser lights. That's what we need.
1: It was last night. It was like every COVID DJ out there was like flashing laser lights into cameras. If you're on the internet, it was crazy. It really was a final thoughts over on this end. I don't think much. I get it. I had a thought. I really did. When it started, there was a thought. Yeah. It was taken away in my brain. And then I, I completely lost my thought altogether. I did. So obviously it's not that important. But anyway, at the end of the day, uh, it means that the day is ending. Just like this show. Ricky, what are the best ways people could find us, please?
0: We are on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Insta, all those other famous and popular social media outlets. Uh, shoot us an email. E-Bias, no, excuse me, HR Talk at Biasco.com or e at Biasco.com, one of those things. too. I,
1: I just remembered what I was going to say for my final talk There thought. we go. Okay, so, yeah, the, uh, the whole, like, the future's brighter and you're going to fix things and yada, yada, yada. Uh, uh, a lot of what we talked about, like, right in the middle, at the top of the hour, I kind of want to hone in on that, you know? You talked about the flexibility and empathy, and I think that that's a very key and important thing. For anyone out there that's thinking about the future, future thought, right? Try to put yourself five to 10 years down the road from where you are right now. Take a look around. Take a look at your trusted advisors. Take a look at the new people that you brought on staff in the past five years. What do they think? What's the future hold in their hands? If the bells and whistles are going off and there's something that might just not be right, maybe you overlook something. Fall on your sword. Be okay. It's okay. It's okay to admit self defeat. You know why? Because it's not a battle at the end of the day. It's not. What it is, it's it's about making that ship continue to stay afloat. And if there is conflict, and if there is a battle, and if it's in your own head, oh, no, that's not good. You need you need Change like mental help. You know, <laughs> like wow.
0: Employee Assistance Program
1: is out there. Man. Nothing wrong with that. But think different. It's 2021. Nothing changed between yesterday and today. But today, you could change. You could think different. That's all. Open your eyes. Okay, so with that being said, um, eBias at Biasco doing Bias things. What'd you say?
0: (laughs) No, man. Email us. HRtalkatbiasco.com call us shoot us a text 407-501-8425 and wherever you download your favorite podcast we are on that platform give us a like let us know what you think of us we really appreciate it yeah
1: we literally are like every single podcast platform out there we're everywhere and and people are like hey uh why don't you let us advertise for you we'll get you on terrestrial radio like advertising your podcast Like, well that's stupid Yep. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, I, if it's yeah. free, it's for me, you know. But I'm not going to pay you to do that. <laughs> are you out of your mind? We're organic. And how many That's HR right. leaders like hear Sherm commercials and say, "I need to do Sherm things"? No, they just do Nobody. it because, yeah, right. So mm-hmm. we already proved that out. I don't know. We mm-hmm. are where we're at. We're doing our thing. Either you with us or uh, you, you just stop by us. sometimes. No, you no. There's no against us. Oh, you on the dark All side?
0: Right. I, I don't. I thought we were going thing. there.
1: Louise. (laughs) On behalf of associate producer Rob, who has now been promoted to producer Rob uh, on the spot today. Yeah. Nice. Uh, He's going to be doing a lot more for the show. Uh, Ricky, you've got a meeting with him this week. So I I, I look forward to you talking with him and uh, talking about his new promotion. So on behalf of producer Rob, uh, Ricky Baez, uh, the dog of the franchise, honey pie in the face of the franchise, I'm JC. Drive safe. Have a good night.
0: I'm so going to hire extraterrestrial aliens.